Jake, this is Rod Blagojevich, and this is We're Missing the Point. Sounds like a very interesting podcast and probably has a lot of stuff that you can talk about. The former governor of Illinois would say that's a high honor and uh, well done. Get on, get on, get him over, get him in. Welcome back. You're missing the point. That's a little baseball phrase for you. Big baseball podcast coming up for you this week, but we got a lot of fun stuff also before. It's just me, though. Thomas is gone again. Classic Tom. It's okay. Uh, we don't need him. I got a big interv- interview for you coming up. Uh, Harris is back. It was the last time I had Harris on. Uh, it was the most listened to episode of all time. So hopefully you'll like that. Um, for uh, for the time capsule purposes, uh, what's going on this week, there was a crypto still going on, the ongoing crypto meltdown. Uh, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates. Classic. Classic Fed. Uh, there was a one hitter. Oh, there was a one fit one hitter that uh, Miles Michaelis on the Cardinals threw yesterday. Um, that'll help you out for the history books. Uh, not not him. He did. He was one plenty of one hitters out there. But in the event you need to write down a timestamp, there you go. That happened yesterday. Um, other things I've seen going on today. There's uh. A mortgage crisis. There's just crises everywhere. I, I was. I had a small crisis earlier today at the gas pump. Obviously, just like everybody else, uh, for the first time, I've. Uh, I'm mad about this. Uh, I have been like, oh, you know, fifty bucks, no, no big deal. I only get gas every two weeks. Uh, this time, uh, it was seventy-five dollars, um, and I don't mind paying to play. But I gotta, you know, if you if you play, you're supposed to win, and I'm not winning. There, um, bad times. Bad times have been had for all um dr oz uh is making his way downtown running against john fetterman who uh isn't really that you know he's he's kind of kind of cool guy i guess uh john fetterman uh but uh he's no dr oz who's also a cool guy um you will i think we should just start the uh the medical just keep the medical thing going tv tv doctors dr phil can be next we'll get the um there's the autopsy guy, autopsy doctor. He was also big on the uh, Donald Trump is the very healthy guy train. Bring him along. Um, Dr. Drew. I like Dr. Drew. He's cool. Yeah, we said the whole doctor's caucus, TV doctor's caucus. Don't want to mix those guys in with real doctors like Dr. Rand Paul and Dr. Bill Cassidy. But, you know, Dr. Phil is actually more of a doctor than Dr. Jill. Believe it or not. Anyway, that's enough of me. I got Harris coming up. Make sure you check out uh, the other episodes at you'remissingthepoint.com. SoundCloud, you're missing the point as well. Uh, We can find my stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, maybe one day YouTube. Not today, though. Don't look it up. You won't find it. But Harris, here he is. Here he is, the one and only Harris, Return of Harris, Harris Part 2. It's good to be back. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Here to talk about about some music. Happy to be back on the pod. You know, it's been a while. Had to to live through that hiatus somehow. Um, That was rough. I'm glad you guys are back, you know. I, I got good news for you though. Uh, the uh, episode that you were on last has got the most listens of any of my other episodes. 
Did you call my mom and thank her? Oh, no, you, you, there's no way it was only your mom. <laughs> had to also have been your aunt and your grandmother. <laughs> you know, that, see, that's the great thing. That's the great thing about being uh, a former refugee is that really, it, you know, the listens didn't come from me because they all died back in the 90s. So you're set. Wow, it's quite the <laughs> quite the <journey. laughs> All my all my listeners are dead Bosnians from the nineties. <laughs> You're just coming over to steal your Levi's and eat some hot dogs and go right back over. <laughs> <laughs> and that is called immigration reform right there, buddy. Oh, and that is what we need. That is what we need. Yep. Um Great, yeah. So uh, your episode number one, uh, forever. I think uh, it was because I took like a two-year break, and it was the uh, top of the list on SoundCloud. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, but everybody knows we don't need no education. So we're gonna get some more education with the boy this time. Harris Foslick, classic St. Louis. And so, are you in St. Louis right now? I'm in I'm in lovely St. Louis right now. I did some I did some great St. Louis things. Uh, we call it the heart of the Midwest. Uh, you know, I had some, actually I had some toasted ravioli today oh, for lunch. That's great. Did you go to the, uh, to- have you been to the toasted ravioli restaurant? Have you heard about this? No, yeah, I have right. not. The, here's, here's my, here's my issue with it is that, uh, you can't take something that isn't meant to be gourmet and, and centralize it, uh, on a menu. Like they, they did that with that ranch restaurant. You know, there's like a, it's like a caricature that the Midwest. Oh is really yeah. Like twisted ranch. ranch. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't want my ranch twisted. I want my ranch in a small cup with my onion rings, uh, and I'm probably only going to have a little bit of it because, you know, they're onion rings. They don't need it. You know what I mean? Same thing I, with the toaster ravioli. Let me get my toaster ravioli with a large pizza cut into squares. Right. That yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think that it, uh, food concepts based around side dishes uh, never work. 100%. We're in agreement yeah. on that. That brings us together, Clint. That does bring us together. That's what I. That was. That's what the point of this uh, rapid fire uh, segment is going to be on the uh, on the old. You're missing the point. People that Jake like, you're going to get this. That's the the overarching uh, concept of what we're doing here is Jake's having people that he likes on, and we're going to talk about why we like him. But mostly, they're going to talk Tom, about why they like me. Is Thomas going to be on the pod? Do you see Thomas on the pod? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Um. So the uh a while ago, uh, me and Harris met years ago, many years ago, many moons, fortnights, and scores. Yeah. Many scores. Yeah. Did you see the Cardinal score today? Oh, did you see Edmund hit that? Oh, ball it was off? awesome. I watched the whole thing. I watched. I watched oh. every second of that baseball game today. I know. I I and did not. I was about to be so mad that we were going to lose to the Reds, and then to see our our contact guy hit a two-run dinger walk-off. I was like, man. Oh, it was so good. Right after McLaughlin was like, this guy's clutch. Don't don't sleep on Edmund. I'd walk Danny, him. Danny Mack, I got to say, Danny Mack, top-tier sports commentators. Oh, really uh, top-tier local sports. Yeah, I mean, it's hard really to beat. Him, when you get him and Jimmy Baseball together, it it's hard. It's hard to beat it. I really hate Jim Edmonds at the job. Brad Thompson all the way. Wait, you're a Thompson guy? Oh yeah. I like Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds is is my hero. But, but you uh, don't like him on the on the No, on I think the... he's I just think he's terrible. That's bring my him. you know, that's my same issue with uh Al Herboski. I was Matt about Humber. to ju- I was just about to say bring Herboski back. Yeah, but this is my thing with Herboski is all of his stories are like 
fascinating baseball stories, but they're delivered as if someone was was just like it's like it's like uh, seasoning a salad with flour, you know. But the salad is amazing. But you just you're putting flour on it at a very slow pace. That's Al Herbosky. Oh, Herbosky burned out on both the mound, though. You know, you got to give him a break. Yeah, that's he, true. He, 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 needs, he needs to take it a little easy. That's right. all, he burned all of his gas in the eighties. You know, who I was a fan of was uh, Tim McCarver. I hate Tim McCarver too. Man. Come on, dude. I like I, Joe I, Buck. I, I am a Joe Buck yeah, I, man. I, I gotta, I gotta leave the pod. I can't I, do this. All right. Well, I, you know, Joe Buck was the inspiration to this pod in a way. Is that why you wear your hair like Joe Buck? Oh wow. Are you yeah. having that realization right now? Oh man, I guess I'm gonna have to start getting hair plugs. It's on the definitely coming. <laughs> man, I am like the man. I mean, he he is like the top sports commentator in America. I, I don't I would argue. Yeah. He, you know? uh, but now he's on ESPN and like, that's just famously comically bad, like yeah. all the time. So he, he really, um, went down a couple notches, I think. In I, his, can't, I can't imagine his, he's going to have that much fun. Just him and Aikman up there. Yeah. Is like it just, him and Aikman? Yeah. I think they're going to have him do other stuff too. Like he's not only doing football. He's like working for ESPN. So he's like the number one announcer for all prime time of everything. So you know, they'll, know they'll they'll have him doing basketball games. It's like whenever he was doing the U.S. Open was weird. Yeah, too. I remember that. Right? I remember that. Like, yeah. All right, doesn't matter. We're done with baseball. <laughs> baseball right. was great. Cardinals are awesome. Don't forget about them. They're uh, winning the Central Division right now. The Brewers lost today. So I sure did. Uh, to, to, of my own, Washington Nationals beat them up. You never really see that. The Nationals are very bad. Yeah. Didn't yeah. uh didn't someone hit back to back homers or something? There were three homers in a row. Yeah, uh, were there? Yeah, I think uh, so. Juan Soto. Uh, I got a no- MLB notification earlier about it, but it was Juan Soto. Um, oh, let's see here. I got it. Got it right here. Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, and Josh Bell. Go oh, Josh it. Bell finished it off. That, that's how awesome. about Nelson Cruz and taking the taking the victory lap. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, the Nationals uh, are not very good this year. No, they're super bad. I think they're probably going to trade Juan Soto. They need to get rid of him immediately and get some players. They were looking good with with Harper in there. Not that I'm a big Bryce Harper fan, but man, that was a whole different squad. Though after they won yeah. the World Series, they all left. For sure. I mean, that's what always happens, unless you're the St. Louis Cardinals. When they all just come back. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you, heart of the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, so this kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about. One of the one of the things that now we know that Cardinals baseball uh, and our uh, disagreements on on broadcasters brings <laughs> us together. Um, but um, I know for sure that we uh, were were big fans of uh, classic rock. Uh, one time, me and Harris went to uh, go see uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, and that was a probably a, a monumental time. In our friendship, and that was late. That was a late stage friendship. Now we're actually mid stage compared to now, um, but we had we had been friends for quite a while um, when we saw Raj. That was a good show. Um, that was a big we, moment in my life, man. Oh, you know, it, it was it was big. For, like, he's coming back around. I, uh, I I nearly won a radio contest the other day. Oh, really? Is he coming to Washington? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's going around everywhere. And, um, nice yeah so i was uh, i didn't have my phone on me so i was listening to the radio without my phone couldn't call in i got the, i guessed correctly the guy was like which one of these keyboard buttons makes this sound and i guessed right and it took like 10 people to get it right i got it right in the uh, first uh, try immediately uh, uh. 
the prize. I had no idea what the prize was. Prize tickets to Roger Waters. So, oh, that hurts. Really disappointed on that. That um, hurts. But yeah, yeah. So that was that was a pretty good time. Uh, we've always bonded over uh, music like that. We like Pink Floyd for sure. Uh, Willie Nelson and and others. And um, you know, I, what I've always wanted to know from you is uh, what's your what's your favorite? Uh, I don't know what we want you to tell me what your favorite album of Pink Floyd is. Everybody can. That's an easy question. What is your yeah. fa- what is your favorite five year period? That oh oh man, that is a fantastic question. Let's I'm I mean I I think I have a pretty simple answer. I'm gonna say seventy seven to oh but that's tough. You can break it up if you want. Just if you can pick five individual years that you think were really good. That's what I'm. Well, but about. then that's that's just picking five albums. You know that's that is kind of picking five albums. So kind of what I'm thinking is like. I think that uh, like, the seventy-seven is a must, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely mid seventies all the way until seventy-nine uh, was like that prime stuff. Um, yeah, but you, there was like there's something to be appreciated with like uh, the David Gilmore version of Pink Floyd. Um, they don't really j- they jam super hard. They don't do anything like evolutionary, you know. But uh, I always get a little kick thrown on the division bell. Oh, there you go. You yeah. know, you know, yeah, I, it's just like you're just in the middle of in the middle of Greece and some kind of like old structure, long hair, flowing shirt off, just playing a jam for 22 minutes or something. Yeah, like that. You ever just throw on the uh, um, the live video pulse? The I watch pulse live pulse all the time. Yeah, all the time. All the yeah. time. Can't, it, and I think half of it is the fact that it's got to be 99 degrees and Gilmore still has no he, his pasty white body oh, he, he he looks so strange at that time right he was like old yeah. as old as hell but yeah like still had like half of his hair so weird and he also wasn't like his like his fat he's kind of a fat he didn't get fat yet yeah, yeah he, he was like he yet. was like thin but yeah. old but not that's right that's accurate that's accurate yeah. well still, you know what i it, and he always wore the same black t-shirt Oh yeah, he's the, his his black T-shirt look is, I believe, as iconic. You might fight me on this as the Steve Jobs uh, turtleneck jeans white shoes combo. I didn't know that 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 like he was known for for that. I knew that he he just as like a as a senior citizen. I feel like that's a, that's <laughs> a good. He just puts on a black T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think like, well, like... it's it's raw, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. No. I don't think he's yeah. going for uh for for a, for a polished look. He's like, oh, you no. know, if if I if I didn't spend so much time picking on my clothes, I'd have more time to to jam on the guitar. I don't think that yeah. is. I think he just it's 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 a practical uh, well, solution for the. You know, you know band. what deeply discomfited me was when we went to that Raj concert and Raj was wearing a black t shirt. He was. And I think he had black pants. I just like the classic kind of rock and roll black. Yeah. Old rocker kind of look. Um, and I was like, man, I wonder if this is implicitly tied to uh, the, you know, the Gilmore. Like he's trying to parallel Gilmore because Gilmore tours a ton. He's always doing his, uh, his solo stuff. You they, know, he doesn't. He's did a, he was recently did a Pink Floyd special. Um, Gilmore, did he? Yeah. He's got the uh yeah, and uh, I think they they did like a small run somewhere uh, recently, 
Um, but he's got the name. He gets to use the Pink Floyd name. They just recorded that Ukraine song, too, under the band name. Well, yeah, Roger Waters doesn't need the name. He's Roger Waters. Well, I suppose. Um, I mean, I here's the thing. I'll tell you right now. Uh, when we first met, I was I was the biggest Gilmore guy. You can attest to that. I only cared about David Gilmore. I was like, Roger Waters? Who cares about, you know, whatever. What's that song? Um, uh, uh, in the Flesh? No, no. Uh, uh, the one the, that he wrote, like, flesh. about... Um, I could remember. It's like it's you know when the little kid in the wall. Oh, when the when the when the, kid, when the tigers when the tigers broke free, broke free. Love that song. Yes. That song it's like a beautiful song. That one same thing was Vera. Vera's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vera, Vera's the exact same. Vera, yeah, fantastic. Uh, that's what I think of when I think of Roger Waters, and I didn't appreciate it until I watched. Like I was a Gilmore guy, and then I didn't appreciate Roger Waters until I watched The Wall with you at Mizzou, and. I like looked into it more and I realized that it's loosely based around Roger Waters kind of existence and, you know, a little bit of aggregation, like a little Sid Barrett here, a little Gilmore yeah. here, you know, I, I always wondered what war that they're talking about. I was World War One. World War One was yeah. that is that that his his dad, I guess, was in is the story. I, um, I have to imagine that his dad was probably in World War Two, but in the what, wall, that but, kid is. Well, right. I don't know. I don't. I think the wall is taking place in like the fifties. Right? Yeah, but he says he says kind old King George, and I think King George was the king during World War One. Maybe there's also like a British war somewhere in there that wasn't one of the world wars that was important. I think. Why have we never fact checked the 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 song? I, I I don't know. I I think about this a lot though. Like what war that was, but I've always kind of, I've always thought it was probably just World War Two, but. Um, it probably was. I mean, the Blitz, the Blitz was World War Two, and I feel like they have a big gas mask vibe. You know. Yeah. So cause they weren't bombing England in World War One. They weren't right. bombing anyone. Right. There's all that. You know, like there was a lot of important uh, bombing that went on in the UK during World War Two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's it's anyway. So you started that 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 was the the Roger Waters story. That movie. Yeah, was. I mean, um, that was the that was the first part. That when it really happened was when we again us together went to the concert, and then I was like, I love Gilmore, but Waters has me, man. This is a concert. Like this is an experience here. He the man can put on a show. Do you disagree? I, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I uh, always used to like. Um, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on who I like better. Um, huge, yeah, that's you know, I really like David Gilmore and stuff. Yeah. Um, his solo stuff like lacks a little inspiration. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's just skill at that point. Yeah, he's like can like totally shred and everything, but uh, he doesn't he doesn't get political or anything. So there's not like, a ton of great songwriting. No, he wouldn't wave any flags uh, yeah. at a show. That's yeah. for sure. But he did just write that song about Ukraine. So that's kind of that's kind of political. Not as political as Raj, who has you know. Well, you remember the show, right? I know what Raj does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so that's that that's uh that's one thing that we that we uh we agree on, I guess, is that Roger Waters is a visionary, visionary icon. Even yep, yep, total total yeah. icon, visionary man. 
Um, yeah. You watching any live golf recently? Have you been watching it? I watched the I watched the first round on uh, was that yesterday? It was on Friday. Thursday, yeah, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was yeah. Thir- I like that it's the a, first one. What do you think about the uh, the three round? Do you know what live stands for? It's the Roman numeral uh, fifty four. Yeah. yeah. Do you know why? Why because it's fifty four? Because there's fifty four holes in the thing. And you know why else? No. Because if you were to shoot a birdie on every single hole on a par seventy two, you would get a fifty four. So it's supposed to like show the competitive. I listened to Greg Greg Norman talk about this uh, recently because I'm all about the live now. I was looking for a live hat online. Oh yeah, you know? I'm totally down with the live. Big big on the live. Big on uh big on big on the money. Um, people people take moral issue with it, but you got to remember, uh, we, we can't consider any kind of you know, a uh, national sports organization. We can't, we kind of have to throw morals out briefly. Like we just had a, a an eight month lockout in major league baseball. Uh, so I figure let's, you know, move past that for a moment and, and think about the competitive side of things. You know, how, how is this competition going to pan out? Is Ricky going to join, uh, which would change things. And are we just going to end up watching a U.S. Open where it's Jim Furyk against Louis Eustazen, just going down, just making a match play. I would watch that so hard. That would be my whole weekend. I'm watching Jim Furyk and Louis Eustazen for a weekend. That's fine. I'm having oh, a good time. I, I, I'm have, I was having a great time with it. I, t- I was out of breath watching the thing. It, there's so much happening on okay. there. Like it's, it's. I was thinking about like the difference in like timing between uh, like a shotgun start and uh, if they all just were in line. Um, after a while, like they, they, the timing pretty much evens out. But, yeah. but the the way they were just displaying it was just so high energy, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was like uh, it's like Formula One a little bit, I guess. You know, it's got that with that. It's sort of like NASCAR, but it seems more polished, like Europe. So it's more like Formula One. Uh, yeah, with the 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 leaderboard and like, there's a few things they could work out. I think they need to change the font a little bit. I thought the fives and the sixes looked exactly the same. I, I think they hired – well, I don't think. I, I'm assuming here, which is always dangerous on the pod. But I'm assuming that they hired some kind of Belgian or just general Benelux company to go and do this because it, it played to me exactly – like I watch a lot of cycling uh, on, on TV usually. Oh, yeah, it was a lot like the uh, the way they do cycling. Yeah, like I, I like the smaller com- like they do a lot of uh, competitions, you know, like in Dubai and 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 uh, in the Middle East. Well, not really in the Middle East, mostly in du- they have one in Dubai, I should say. Um, but it reminded me of that, and I was like, well, it's like I'm watching, I'm watching cycling here, but the the action is is there, like the excitement is there, you know, which is hard to get with golf unless you're super into like we're super into golf. Oh yeah, I like when they sit around and don't do anything and. <laughs> and we yeah I, that that's all fine with me i, I but yeah. i can see like no yeah nobody really likes watching golf if you don't play golf all the time um, right or you have a gambling addiction well you know it's more of a it's a responsible gambling addiction and i'm addicted Target. to gambling responsibly that wasn't, uh, wasn't a targeted statement um the um yeah, it, I think it would appeal. It, it I was I was I hope it doesn't turn out like the XFL. It feels a little bit better than the XFL cuz they have actual athletes and money. Yeah. I mean not to not to, you know, denigrate the players in the XFL, but there's clearly a difference in caliber between 
the National Football League and the is it the Extreme Football League? I yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, like the, these guys are like actually part of the PGA Tour at one point in their lives. And uh, how many of them were our former number ones? Is Dustin Johnson not number one right now? Oh, I don't know who I is Scott. Wasn't Scotty Scheffler like number uh, one for a while? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the John Rahm was number six, which made me really upset. Rahm has really fallen off. Good. I don't. I don't want to see Rahm win stuff. He he's too angry for the sport. This isn't this isn't Happy Gilmore, John. You know, you don't need to be breaking throwing clubs. Doing well, I, actually, they uh, you're allowed to break clubs on the live tour. Uh, the only rule that is different is that if you break a club in the middle of your round, you are able to replace it. Are you kidding me? No, that's it. That's the only there's one rule change and it is that you will start with 14 clubs and you will end with 14 clubs. That is that is that is wild. That yeah, is wild. so like you can change out clubs all the, the whole time. Whatever you want to do, as many times as you want, if you break things, if you lose one, doesn't matter. Go tell your boy <laughs> to go back to the car and grab your other wedge. Okay. <laughs> John Rom should join Live. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that's uh that's wild. I mean, that is, that's that's really golf. Golf is a strange thing. Like rooting rooting for somebody in golf is so different from rooting in any other sport. And I mean, yeah, it's because it's an individual sport and all that. It's it's very different. But like you could theoretically be rooting for so many different guys, you know, like when you're watching. Whereas well, that's what Liv kind of does, at least with the team aspect, which I don't really care about the team thing. I think that's kind of a gimmick. But at least you can kind of. Uh, focus in on a, on four specific players that you want to watch. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. uh, the first day didn't really matter. It was all individual. But then, like, towards the one, once everybody started scoring and you started seeing the way that the the teams were, were together on the leaderboard there, sort of like when Formula yeah. One, and uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh, wow, Dustin Johnson, somebody out here is totally carrying DJ right now if their team is up there. That's so accurate. I actually do see the Formula One uh comparisons now more so than nascar i think yeah definitely more formula one than nascar but it's kind of like yeah. nascar qualifying races is kind of what it's like I see, yeah i could see i could see that i could totally see that because everything's moving around so much like they're always shifting the board around it's impossible to like watch the whole field at once you're really kind of locked yeah. in on what they've got but i think the team aspect of it uh at least helps the like helps you guide forward on what you what you're trying to see Right. I mean, yeah, if I really wanted to watch team golf, I'd watch the Ryder Cup. You know? Yeah, I don't really care about team golf, but at least yeah. it's interesting to see who they pick. Right. They pick new teams like every week. I think. Yeah, I think, I think that's <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with with spicing things up. If baseball can do a, a pitch clock, you know, uh, golf can do some team stuff or, you know. Yeah, totally cool. I'm, a, I'm a, well, experiment with golf all you want. Quit experimenting with baseball. It's supposed to be manual. One hundred percent. There's a book. There's a book for a right. reason. Exactly. This is ridiculous. Although I, like this, the umpiring has been so bad and I love horrible. it. I, I'm so here yeah. for it though. It's like, this is the way it should be. Now we can like, there are these like people out here tracking umpire statistics now. So people, the teams are going to like yeah. play a certain way about it. I love yeah. that. That's how baseball should be done. If you're going to have yeah. robot umps, you might as well make every baseball stadium uniform. Yeah, can you imagine if someone pitched that to whoever is the is the city planner of New York City? Like they have to redo Yankee Stadium, the easiest 
stadium to hit a home run. And do you know what right field, what the right field line is in Yankee Stadium? I didn't know that was a hitter friendly park. To be honest, well, I only the, know about Citizens Bank Park. I don't even know if it's Citizen called Bank. That. Citizens Bank Park is a joke. Uh, as is um, uh, wherever the wherever the Tigers play is also a joke. But New York, they, there's actually a website, and you might want to look this up. But it's like, is it? I think it's called like, is it a dinger or like, will it fly or something like that? And it tells you if a given home run, it's like ton, it's full of statistics. If a home run would be a home run in a, in how many out of 32 parks and like half the Yankees home runs yearly would only be a home run in like three parks. And oh one of gosh. them is Yankee. Yeah. Cause if you pull it, oh, like if Aaron judge like, is way Aaron, less good than dude, I'm telling you, if you not we, even, Aaron, but uh, who's that other guy, uh, Hicks who plays center field for him. Does he play center field? I don't even know who's on the Yankees. I just know they have like four, they have 43 Matt wins. There's some Matt Carpenter plays on the Yankees. I, can, I, I can't believe it. And he's hot right now. He's, he's hot. On the street. He's right. Hot. Man, whatever salsa they've got in New York, man, pace, salsa, <laughs> and they really need to consider whatever they've got up there in New York. I was I was texting somebody about about the the Yankees like or no, about Carpenter recently and it was it was something like uh uh well, like, what's Matt Carpenter because we were I watch a lot of Rangers baseball. Uh and Matt Carpenter, you know, signed that signed that uh that minor league deal with them. And he got cut that day and, and someone texted me and they were like, what do you think Matt Carpenter's doing right now? Since he got cut, I was like, he's probably waxing his eyebrows and making salsa. Honestly. Yeah. And it was, I think it was maybe two days later that he hit his first home run for the Yankees or his first, whatever, two or three at bats. He was like the fourth Yankee in Yankee history to hit three home runs in his first three at bats. That's hard to believe. Yeah. It's a fluke, though. Matt Carpenter, listen, listen, you've seen it. The worst baseball that we have seen in the last few years has been directly at the hands of two people. You know who they are. Carlos Martinez and Matt Carpenter. Right. Carlos Martinez yeah. got cut like he should have been from his yeah. third team this year. And he's yeah. got – and he was, he was juicing. Imagine how bad he would be if he wasn't. <laughs> what did he get, like a 90-game suspension? He gets cut, and then two days later, he's suspended for 60 games, I think. 60 games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, the, uh, let, let me let me tell you let me tell you something about Matt Carpenter, okay? Matt and I think we actually have talked about this and we talk baseball from time to time when we can. Uh, Matt Carpenter did an interview with I don't know who it was. It was like I think it was like SB Nation or something really stupid, and he did uh, he did an interview with them, and it's like so Matt, you know, now that you're not this was right after he left the Cards. He's like so Matt, now that you're uh, you know looking at other teams, you're a free agent. What do you what are you thinking? He's like well. I think my biggest mistake was that I wasn't thinking about stats. So now I'm all about stats. So let me tell you a thing or two about launch angle. And I was in, I was in such shock because Matt Carpenter is and has been a decent, maybe slightly above average baseball player, but he is not the most uh, intelligent baseball player in terms of baseball knowledge. I don't, you know, I don't know him as a person, so I can't judge, judge that. Um, he seems like a good guy, but baseball knowledge wise, this guy, he pretty much just, just gets up there, you know, sticks his hips out and tries to swing 
as hard as he can at the ball. Hope he doesn't get into the shift. He's an old school guy. You know, he's back there. He's, he, he's out there. He gets the pine tar out. He's like, man, yeah. I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy a million times. We go out there. For fastballs. They're always coming. Fastballs. No problem. Yep. We're going to go out there. We're going to hit a home run. I'm not even going to worry about it. I've never seen film. I don't even have a, a film projector at the house. Let's go out there and hit some baseballs, boys. <laughs> that is what Matt Carpenter does. 100%. And that's why this interview about the stats was the most comical thing but now if if he is if this streak is real and he's up there really he's going to keep blasting dingers and hitting doubles because he can't do anything else he can blast dingers he can hit doubles again he's, he's a he's a one note guy or i guess i should say a two note guy if he keeps this up i will believe in stats i believe in stats i'm a, I'm, I'm a big launch angle guy uh some people can't do it though i think like there's a there's a lot of nuance to it it's not some kind of get rich quick scheme um, so we're going to see if, if Carpenter can do it. Uh, I got, you know, who knows about launch angle is Tyler O'Neill. Um, come on. You, I need to, we need to, whatever you were talking about with this baseball park tracker, I got to see where this shot he hit today would have been. Cause he was a foot away from a grand slam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that was insanity. And he didn't even hit it hard. No, it I know. was just way up in the air, and it's like it's no. going, it's still going, it's still up in the air. Oh, it just ran into the Brad Lidge home run. And I don't know where. I think we're like sixteen. I think we're right middle of the pack for how hard it is to hit. Uh, yeah, we were. Pretty, we have a very fair ball, a pitcher's park. Yeah, we have a pitcher's, yeah. just slightly a pitcher's friendly ballpark. I think it very slightly leans towards pitchers, but I think it's pretty. Like, I mean, like I've seen, I've seen a lot of Cardinals game at Bush Stadium. And I've seen a lot of really talented players blast homers directly over my head. And it really takes skill because I've seen, like I've seen Mookie Betts and uh, who was it recently? Vlad Guerrero. I went to the Toronto game. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Blasted a homer right over my head. And I thought, okay, so you have to have some talent to hit in this park. But then I saw Matt Wieters backup catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals like three or four years ago. Uh, I saw him blast two homers against the against the Philadelphia Phillies, and they were both center of the park. They were both bleachers, and I was like, "Well, now I don't know what to think." You know. So these guys are hitting home runs like crazy. Like the the longest home runs I've seen are happening this year, and they're the balls are allegedly not even as hot. The like, yeah, yeah, it's got to be the launch angle. That's the only. That's why I believe in the stats. It's like everybody is doing this. It's all about like like the. The speed off of the bat, and like, have you have you ever looked at baseball savant? Of course. Are you kidding like, me? Like that. What do you think I, I do at work, dude? Right, right. Like it's like those people, uh, players are looking at that too. Like I sit around, yeah. and look at this all the time. I'm like, man, I should compile this. I need to do some really good sports betting here if I could like track umpires and strikes and all yeah. of this. Um, I think they're. Looking I think it's at more that. complex than the stock market, honestly. Oh, like yeah. there's more statistics on baseball than there is on stocks. Oh yeah, it's like like any anybody in the world can look at it look at a stock graph, then like pick one of the nine patterns that it's going to be, and then, right. then yeah. pontificate about it all all day they all, all, all day. day long, right? Uh, in baseball, it just there's just more every year, right? And there's different ways to look at them. You know what? See, everybody's looking at this these days. It used to be so a few years ago, everybody liked WAR a lot. Why wins above replacement? That was huge. Well, it was it was it was uh, it was WAR and it was OPS. Those two combined. OPS plus is a new one now, but OPS, yeah, huge. I'm huge on OPS. Uh, so the plus, when you see the pluses, those are um, the the same. It's they treat these all the stats the same way. If there's a plus, it's uh, ballpark adjusted. 
and like time. No way. Yeah, so it's like and like time of of the game, like it period, like era that, you're in. That's and, cool. Um, and so there's not really a. It, it it doesn't mean the number means nothing, right? If it's a hundred, if the number is a hundred, then they are even with everybody else at the average. Yeah. If it's above a hundred, then they're above average. Uh, it's very hard to calculate these. Um, but the big one that they're using these days is weighted runs created plus WRC plus. That is the stat of the year. Is that a is that a, a hitting stat? Yes. So it's uh. It's a combination of your batting average uh, and your slugging percentage, and to- so total bases, at bats, RBIs, hits, uh, extra base hits. So it's like some kind of mean score of of a player, right? It's like so the W, like so the wins above replacement, right? Is like how many more wins, how many games they would have lost over the course of the year if this guy wasn't in, right? That's what wins above replacement is telling you. Uh, the mm-hmm. way that that is calculated has to do with RBIs and the way the runs are scored and everything like that. And so with this weighted runs created stat, you can use that to kind of estimate what the guy's w- WAR would be. And, I see. I, I see. That's interesting. And so then so you it's can like look a, at it quickly. Bat, and it, it's like it, a bat score, yeah. Yeah, you, you can look at the very quick stat to understand. It's, it's out of, like, you know, if you're above 100, looks good. Right? If you're That's sitting cool. at 80, get out of my ball club you are keston hero yeah, yeah no i know it right so that is really cool uh there's always a new stat that everybody likes all the time um and that's why baseball is hard to track that's why it's not like the stock market the stock market has been the same the whole time yeah well you know this is this is interesting i was actually i work at a as you know uh i work at a uh, manufacturing plant in my in my free time while i'm getting my phd and you know it's a good old-fashioned american blue-collar workplace um and there's a lot of guys there you know who who are in their probably in their mid-40s love baseball been cardinals fans their whole lives and i talk to them about baseball a lot we come we come at it from very different perspectives like i watch a lot of baseball that isn't just the cardinals but they've been watching baseball for so much longer than me so it's like the two you know, like the new perspective, the old perspective, but it's not defined by certain things. So we were having a conversation, me and me and this uh, me and this gentleman, who's a big Cardinals fan, huge huge Blues fan too, uh, about statistics. And the whole conversation was about OPS and the value that it brings to determining a player's worth, right? So he was saying that I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. I was probably like the 06 World Series or something this era, where. OPS would not have impacted the way in which players were determined fit or not fit to start. So the, the idea that a statistic could be efficient and useful enough to determine whether or not a player should start against a given team would have been considered ridiculous. Not because the technology wasn't or not because the the actual like statistic possibility wasn't there. Like it totally could have been there, you know, but simply that it relied so much on like that carpenter style thing where uh you know a guy goes out there knows the team knows what he's doing and then that's what determines whether or not you're good enough to play and we had this conversation i'm like i think ops is really valuable i think statistics are really valuable for that purpose for determining a player's worth over just like a feeling you know like think about when Schilt put in reyes against the dodgers last year like that was not it keeps me up at night 
keeps me up and I haven't slept since then. He was actually. fired. That was why we fired the guy. 100%. That was it. 100%. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, do you take statistics which tell you do not put Alex Reyes in right now? Or do you take a gut feeling? I believe in this kid. I know this kid has the stuff. You might, you know, it might pay off big. It might be Johnny Damon for the A's or it might not pay off at all and you'll get the Cardinals knocked out of the playoffs before they even get there. Right. The you only know? I think the only real value I think in, in clutch situations like that, it's 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 hard to to choose which one you want. I think the big value that you get um by in believing in players based off of feel is that you can uh sign them uh for contracts for less money. And then they sure. keep, and they keep you winning sure. for a while. Yeah. Right? yeah. I think so. That sure. that that's it. That's an important business decision of baseball to make. I agree. Well, and scouting. I think I think yeah. it's useful for scouting too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I I think OPS is very useful. It's got yeah. It, it it you know it's it it's telling you how often the guy gets walked, how many doubles the guy is hitting, how often or if if he uh, has a good batting average. Right. It's a good combination stat. Try to keep it yeah. above nine hundred. I mean, yeah. I mean, my, my perfect example is Paul Goldschmidt, who came oh, to OPS the Cardinals. Oh, is insane. He walks so the, much. Walks so much. The dude is an on-base machine. He just extended his on-base streak to, to like – I actually – I don't even know what it's on. right now. I think his hitting streak ended, but his hitting streak went up to, like, what, 26, 27? Yeah, he got something. to 26, I think. Uh, the on-base is up to, like, 40-something. Yeah. Insanity, dude. How do you get on base in 40 straight games? I mean – Yeah, you know who walks also walks a lot? Brendan and Donovan that kid can do it all yeah so uh he's um uh he's got more um walks and strikeouts there's I heard this on the broadcast today there's only hmm. one other player in the in the league now right now that has more walks and strikeouts and it's Juan Soto that is a good comparison right, there. right Brendan that, been out of the minors for like not even a month I don't think well maybe it's been a month he's been tearing up all the young guys are so good because the cards like if I was thinking about this. There, everybody in Cardinals Twitter was like, "What happens if all of these guys get hot at the same time?" Well, we had a 17-game winning streak last year. That, yeah, that is what yeah. happens, right? Uh, we have not seen it yet, um, but when these guys are not hot, like Arenado has not been great um, for the last couple weeks, and um, yeah, it doesn't matter because our well, we have the deepest bench in baseball right now. We, we really do. We've got three DHs that are all totally killer. Right. Are you um, including Dickerson on that on that list? What? Are you including Corey Dickerson on that list? No, no. Uh, I'm uh, my my list of DHs is uh, Pujols, uh, Yepes, and, and Donovan. And then uh, no, we can play. Uh, you can switch in Goldschmidt at uh, at DH. Oh, I don't like that. What well, I, I think that 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 takes away from the first baseman abilities, I guess. But uh, yeah, the, I think he's. But like we have, so we've got DHs everywhere. We've got infielders everywhere. Yeah, we got outfielders everywhere. All of them can play all the positions, and they can all hit. That I mean, that's the key thing. I think that's the absolute key thing. This we just is have no Scott, pitching. So starting is, pitching this, is terrible. This is the Scott Spezio experience right here. We just have a utility player that could for everyone who who doesn't know who Scott Spezio is. He's the reason that the Cardinals won. Uh, the 2011 World Series was it? Was that the 11 World Series or was that? No, he was um, the 06. Guy. It was part of 06. That's I wild. Be, wow, oh, I, man, that's a long time ago. 
Remember there was this, the, there was a dark Rocks. period there for a couple years. Uh, oh, this was another <laughs> another interesting stat I heard when they were playing on ESPN. Um, the Cubs have hit have 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 done worse than uh, five hundred six times since two thousand and nine since the Ricketts bought them, and the Oof. Cardinals have been under five hundred one times since then, and it was in two thousand and seven, and then they were like, "That is interesting because." St. Louis is the 72nd largest city in the country behind wow. Durham, North Carolina and Lexington, Kentucky or something. There's just That's an wild. insane list of, of, of small cities that, that they were comparing St. Louis to. Huh. And it was all just to make Chicago look bad. I love that. That was great. also 07 was a brutal year for us. I remember, I remember not watching baseball that year because we were so bad. Yeah. No, we're coming. It is. It is back though. We are. We are back in action. Yeah. Um, it's good to watch, good to watch baseball. Also, it does help that the rest of the Central Division is, besides the Brewers, of course, is just a absolutely really bad. We got the easiest schedule coming up uh, out of anybody else I saw for the rest yeah, of the I'm, season. Number one easiest schedule. We got. We've had. We've had it rough. It's been. A, it's. We've had some rough games. The Mets really, really slapped us. That was a brutal couple games uh you know i went to i went to tampa recently and i went down to the Rays stadium you know we were just in tampa the cardinals were yeah and swept do we i feel like that didn't need to be addressed like they didn't need to know how we did in tampa oh that's all right they had a celebration for uh uh adam wainwright yeah i saw that that was nice yeah they just hit uh, him and yadi just hit 316 in the battery oh he's so good like he gave up three I- runs today like and it was like ah no big deal and then he threw seven innings Wayno is I the man is a machine. He's in his best year he's been. He's ever since he's been thirty five, his yeah. ERA has gone down every year. Staple, staple of baseball. Titan. MLB. Yeah, you, you, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He, he has never won a Cy Young though, which will which will hurt him. Right. Uh, but he should have won a Cy Young a few years ago. I remember he got like second place. Was that? It was, was eight. I think it was the year before Miles went off. Yeah, it was like it was in like the 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 Matheny period of time. I think like maybe it was seventeen. I think I was in your really low ener- really low energy time for the cards. Well, Martinez was our ace. We gave him millions and millions of dollars, and he he. I remember he walked eleven against the Mets, and we kept him in. Oh, it was, I remember there was one point I was watching. He had seven strikeouts and seven walks, and I thought, what is this? And it was the I think it was the opening game of the 2016 season you, you might have to double check me on this but i'm pretty sure that that carlos oh martinez had seven walks and seven strikeouts at one point watch the watch the game day. i don't know check the box oh that is some that is some carlos martinez v- vintage carlos martinez action like crime oh man i just link remember whenever we had chris carpenter and adam wainwright oh yeah of course man, we, we have not had good pitching since then Jack Flaherty's coming back. I think he's really good. I really like Michaelis. I think he's doing great as a as yeah. on his second act. Love um, Michaelis. Yeah, he's, he's being a little more consistent. Uh, he's you know, really, not I think hurt. he's good. Uh, Dakota Hudson is very underrated. Uh, I don't really like him, but his ERA is pretty good. And, I will agree. Um, yeah, we have yeah, the, the, we we're right there. Like we just need if we get Flaherty back, uh, then I then we're good. Our bullpen is really good. Um, we're not blowing any games, really. We're just yeah, we just have that's bad the, starting. The issue, that, the issue is that we we either have good offense or we have good pitching. The two don't really sync up very that's, often. Yeah, that is right. I was what was I watching? I was watching the uh, I was watching that second Tampa game, 
and it was uh uh who started that one it wasn't verhagen it was uh oh it was packy naughton yeah who, packy i don't I, they're 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 the that's that jordan the jordan hicks slot in yeah. the rotation is now jordan just hicks slot, yeah. like anybody that has a baseball on them at the time and that's rough yeah I, I haven't watched really any of those games i've like not really up on these weird pitchers i just i, I watched every single one i have missed miles games t- and i have watched all I, of them. i this. never see michaelis every game that i see is wainwright and Wayne hudson now. yeah yeah but I, I I'm watching I've watched more baseball this year than I've watched in years. I recommend just sitting in on one, like just watch the first two innings because Packy Naughton made it through I think one one point one innings before he got taken out. He gave up five hits, like two or three walks or something. Um, and the thing is, it's I think it's the pressure, but at the same time, it's also like you know that there's a set amount of time that you're going to be pitching. You're probably just going to be pitching one inning. Um, and something about that takes the pressure off. Like you don't feel like you really need to go far. So you, you give all your juice right away. Like when you're a starting pitcher and you got to go, what were they doing Hicks at? Hicks was on like a 60 pitch count or something like that. So, you know, he had like four, four innings max in him. I, I don't know how that, how that is, how that's going to work because you, you're putting a lot of pressure on your, on your relievers, which is fine, you know, especially if you got a good pen like we do, but you're also putting up way too much pressure on these guys who really have no experience starting and then are crushed when they do blow it because they're probably not going to start again. You know, like Hicks is, Hicks is done starting. I hope. I never want to see Jordan Hicks start again. I, I want him. He's good for one inning and one inning only. Whoever no, we I'll give him two. I'll give him two. I tell you, the best pitcher we've got in the bullpen right now is Cabrera. You can't tell, but I'm aggressively nodding. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been on the Hennessy Cabrera bandwagon for probably three years now. When I saw him pitch, I don't know some random game I was at, and I saw him pitch, and this dude had some kind of crazy sinker. That had that I I swore it was a fastball. We were sitting close. I swore it was a fastball, and then it dipped like a foot and a half at the end. I was like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" And now it's, he's finally coming. Like, he's finally got that control. Oh, he's he, finally- he is the best long reliever that I've seen in a while. Like, he didn't used to. Be. He came in the other. What we had that extra innings game. Uh, I think Hudson yeah. Hudson got out in like the fifth inning. And then and then Cabrera just like closed the game out in like the tenth, all the way to the tenth or something. And um, I've seen him in a, in, a, in roles like that quite a bit uh, this year, and like the long belief. I'm trying to think of uh, there was there's a guy, another lefty, Chris Sales, who remind he's a starting pitcher, but he reminds me a lot. Cabrera reminds me a lot of him. Like he can go oh, forever. Chris, Chris Sale is awesome. Yeah, great, yeah. great, uh, great pitcher. I think Cabrera is like that. If Cabrera was a starter, I mean, I don't want to see Cabrera as a starter. I like him as a reliever. We have, I think that the arrangement is is of our bullpen and our pitching is like mostly fine. If we can just figure out what is going on with this open slot, I know. Well, um, you know, Matts is for two. I forgot about Matts. Is he yeah. is he even doing any good this year? He was. He was. I mean, he was average. He was a regular old Cardinals pitcher, you know. I'm trying to. Oh, let's. Uh, we can compare him to um, um, late Michael Waka. Oh, not early. Waka. Yeah, like I, late Waka. I was. I'm a big Waka guy. Uh, early Waka was the was the place to be. 
Yeah. Um, I, he's, did you see his, did you, did you he, see his ERA up at Boston? I don't know. I just I don't know what his ERA is. I saw him. I seeded something good the other day. Um, he shut out the Angels in a 1-0 win, and his ERA dropped to 1.5 on the year. Oh, that's awesome. In like a regular amount of start. Yeah, I think like, walk is so streaky, though. Like he's going to go like three months with like – yeah, with, without a quality start, so uh, don't don't. He's in the best shape of his life, man. Don't worry about don't worry about Walker. The Red Sox are are really bad anyway. Yeah. Well, but they're pushing. I, I was looking I at the know. I was looking at the divisions though the other day. The AL East is actually Stacked. really good. All of them are above five hundred mostly. Yeah. Um, and the uh, NL West is really good. Except the Angels have lost, or they, I think they lost like 13 straight or something. Oh, no, not that. I don't know what's up with the AL West. Uh, the NL West. Are you talking about the NL West? Yeah, we got the Dodgers and the and the Giants and the. Um, so that's my most hated division in yeah. baseball. Oh, I know. I hate, I hate those guys. The Padres, they're all those guys are also like above 500. It's, it's, yeah. it's more to the AL East. They got, they built some really good teams out on the West Coast. I mean, obviously not the A's or the Mariners, but, uh, but pretty much every California team is, is rocking. I'd say. Yeah, indeed. Which is rare. Uh, you know, sometimes, um, it's like the, the NFL is the same way, right? The, the, uh, uh, NFC West or is it the AFC West? The AFC it's West it. is, is like the, the, now the best division in the NFL. Yeah. It's hard to believe, man. Yeah. I, I miss the greatest show on turf every day. I know. I know. Okay, Harris. This is supposed to be uh, ten minutes. Uh, we've done fifty. <laughs> that's, that's rough, man. Uh, uh, but that's okay. We've been talking stats, and I think the most and uh, the most important statistic is that uh, I actually don't like anybody else. So I didn't have anybody booked. <laughs> so jokes on you. Uh, that's pretty good. Yes. So Harris, uh, th- thank you uh, a lot for sticking around. Uh, indulging me in my uh in my escapades um make sure listeners this is for you guys make sure you check out my previous episodes you can go on to you're missing the point.com apple podcast spotify it's all out there uh you can check out the first time that harris was on was also very good uh the most yeah. listened to episode uh of all time maybe this maybe this will uh maybe this will take the throne who knows? I've been, seeing a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of podcasts about baseball statistics. So this was this was very baseball. I liked. I I was really down with this. Uh, and so hopefully uh, we uh, we started a new thing. You know, maybe I could have you on for a third time, another time. Uh, once the Cardinals are doing bad, we'll see. Your, we'll, we'll see. We'll I'll see if. Uh, yeah, we might see. even get to. Uh, we might even get to talk about Willie Nelson. That's right. That's right. We can talk about. We'll talk. I'm. Well, we'll see each other uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, the Willie. Yeah. Nelson Outlaw Festival at uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in St. Louis. We're we'll going to get there. some toast fully before right. that. That's right. Actually, I made a pork steak uh, earlier today. The, uh, the grocery go. store had a pack of them. I could not turn it down. Can't say um, no to that right there. Yeah. And for everyone who doesn't know, before before we end this episode, uh, Jake Loft is a master of the of the pork steak making process for those of you first who, do, who don't know what a pork steak is i would recommend uh speaking to your local butcher and asking for availability because they're the uh they're a fine cut 
They're very, they're very uh, tender, very cheap, very good. Uh, if anyone would like proof that Jake Loft is the, is the pork steak master, please uh, reach out to me at uh, jakes underscore friend at hotmail.com. I don't know what's a better endorsement uh, than that. Thank you, Harris. Uh, this has been your Missing the Point. Tune in next time. It could be next week. It could be next year. Just make sure you stick around and wait for it. I'm Jake Loftus. You're missing the point.